The Sun Devils have a lot of transfers coming in via the transfer portal, and I think it's far time that I give my rankings from five to one. Let's get into it on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Sun Devils is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update when we post new content. And stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Guys, it is a massive, massive transfer class for Arizona State. They have a whopping 25 players currently that are coming in via the transfer portal. That's that that's a lot of players. That is a lot, a lot of players. There's been a lot of players that left Arizona State as well. They have lost 17, excuse me, 19 players to the transfer portal, 25 coming in. They have 15 recruits, three hard commits, and potentially some more guys coming in this upcoming week for National Signing Day, but we'll wait and see. Until then, we got to take a look at this upcoming transfer class. I'm going to give you... My 20, or not 25, 25 is how much we gain. I am going to give you my top five transfers that are coming in. I also have a handful of honorable mentions I want to get to. First of all, for the honorable mentions, Bram Walden, the offensive lineman from Oregon, the former four-star high school recruit, didn't get on the field very much with Oregon. He'll be coming to Arizona State with an immediate opportunity to compete for playing time. Xavier Guillory is another player that I wanted to mention for my honorable mentions. Uh, Guillory was able to have decent production during his time at, uh, what's it called? What's it called? Idaho state. Sorry about that. And I think he's also going to be a guy who comes in and is potentially going to be able to provide some good, bless you, provide some good competition at the wide receiver spot. And then my last one is Xavier Alford. Alford was a guy who was actually quite a producer during his time with USC this past season. 31 tackles and three interceptions. He was a four-star transfer for the team. And I suspect that he could have himself an inside track to being the starting safety opposite of Chris Edmonds' upcoming year. Let's hop into my top five. Starting at number five. Aaron Frost, offensive lineman from Nevada. Frost is a guy that I anticipate will be an immediate plug and play play, plug and play player. Goodness gracious. For the Sun Devils, he did not play in 2022 because he had an injury during fall camp before transferring to Arizona State. However, the previous two seasons, he was a back-to-back second-team All-Mountain West offensive lineman. He is a guard for the team, has been a starter since 2018, where he played seven games, played 13 games in 2019, 
played all nine games in a shortened 2020 season and played all 13 games in 2021. Overall, this is a this this is a guy who is pretty consistent with being able to be on the field as he hasn't missed a game outside of 2022. Since 2019, he had gone three consecutive seasons starting every game for the Wolfpack or whatever Nevada is. Very sorry about that, Nevada fans, if you're here for some reason. I look at Aaron Frost, and I see a guy who can hopefully be your Ladarius Henderson. And there's a few things that go into that. Besides just being a quality player, being Ladarius Henderson for the team means being a quality player, but it also means being a leader on the offensive line. This is a unit that is replacing the vast majority of its starters from a year ago. Ben Scott is gone. Des Holmes is gone. Chris Martinez is gone. Ladarius Henderson is gone. It's going to be up to Aaron Frost to be able to come into this program, provide an immediate impact by being one of the starters for the team and having high-level play, but also being able to be a vocal leader on that offensive line, be able to get the most out of some young guys that are coming in, being able to get the most out of some of the other transfers that are coming in. I mentioned Bram Walden is coming in, but there's also Ben Coleman from Cal, and there's Lee Fontanu from UNLV. There's a lot of new faces to this offensive line, transfer portal and recruiting. Aaron Frost, to me, is going to be one of the more pivotal players in making sure that the offensive line can pick up where it left off. Not only this, but I look at the whole offense as as a whole unit and realize that there is a lot of change coming and that it's going to be up to this offensive line to provide a stable, a stable unit, hopefully a pretty good unit for whoever's under center, whatever the run game looks like, and whatever the pass game looks like. Now, the quarterback position is going to be very intriguing throughout all the training camp. You have a former four-star quarterback coming out of high school in Jacob Conover. You have the returning Trenton Borgay. And you have another incoming freshman, Drew Pine, who I will be touching on a little later in the show. That is really good competition. And fingers crossed that Jaden Rashada, the five-star prospect from Pittsburgh, California, at least Pittsburgh High School in California, will be signing next next uh, next week for signing day. Fingers crossed on that. But whoever's under center, they're going to require an offensive line that can provide a clean pocket for them. They're going to need an offensive line that can pave the way for the run game, which has also got a lot of new faces that we'll talk about here momentarily. And they need to be able to give that quarterback time to be able to get the ball to their weapons. I think that Aaron Frost is going to be one of the most important pieces to that success. I anticipate that Aaron Frost will be a very good player for the Sun Devils. And I believe that Aaron Frost is my number five most important transfer coming in. Meanwhile, we have a brand new sponsor for our sports betting at Locked On. It's the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join to get join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. 
Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Take a look this weekend at the tight end spreads that they have for Dallas Goddard, Travis Kelsey, and more. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use so football fans don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get up to $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Make sure if you have yet to check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast that you go ahead and make that your second listen of the day. Hear from everything you need to know about college basketball, plus big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Back into our conversation now, looking at my top five transfers coming in to Arizona State. Next guy that I have up here is Clayton Smith. Clayton Smith is a is a player who has not had a lot of starting time as of now. However, this is a former five-star recruit out of Texar, Texarkana, I think is how you say that. Texarkana, Kansas. Six foot four. He previously signed with Oklahoma. They were able to get him up to 235. He was 220 pounds coming out. He's an edge rusher. I also anticipate that Arizona State might be able to get creative with him, stand him up, and figure out all sorts of ways to get him involved. Arizona State's defensive line, very similar to the offensive line, is going through a lot of changes. Trevez Moore, starting edge rusher, is gone. Thankfully, the team was able to recoup some of their transfers. They have two edge rushers coming back in the form of Garen Stansbury and Anthony Cooper, who previously were in the transfer portal. Edge rusher will also have Michael Matus coming back. So this is all good news for the team, but this is also potentially short-term. Matus will be in his last year, and Stansbury and Cooper, while young, will also be another year older and will eventually need more younger players on this defensive line. That's where Clayton Smith is going to come in as a redshirt freshman for the team and be able to hopefully provide some high upside play. You're not a five-star player in the state of Texas by accident. It takes a very, very good player to be five stars in the state of Texas. High school football's religion down there. You have Friday Night Lights is broadcasted on local television all over the place for them. It's very, very important. Clayton Smith could potentially come into Arizona State and not do much year one. That might allow them to develop this guy into being something special. He's one of the most talented transfers the the program has had in quite some time. It feels like the sky is the limit for him. It feels like there is a lot of untapped potential here for Clayton Smith. I'm excited to be able to see what they're going to do with him. Again, they just weren't able to get him on the field very much at Oklahoma. It's a very talented team, obviously. And their head coach, whose name is escaping me at the moment, defensive-minded, is going to be trying to get his best players on the field. Clayton Smith just wasn't part of that equation as a freshman for the team. Now he comes to Arizona State, where there will be a massive opportunity for him to start. Based off of pure talent alone, 
He is my number five player, or excuse me, my number four player on my incoming transfers list. I do anticipate that he could eventually blossom into a big role. I'm not going to be counting on it in his first year with the team. Obviously, I would love to see it, but we'll wait and see. My second guy is the short uh, second guy. Goodness gracious. I'm just butchering this right now, aren't I? My number three player transferring in. My second defensive lineman is where I was going with that, is Deshaun Mallory. Now, I talked about the defensive line going through some changes, the edge rusher. There's a lot of changes coming in in the interior of the defensive line as TJ Pesafea and Nesta Jade Silvera will be moving on to the next stages of their careers as they have run out of eligibility. That is going to open up an opportunity for a guy like Deshaun Mallory to come in and be a starter for the team. He has played decent playing time the last three years with Michigan State, having a whopping 27, uh, 43 tackles in three seasons, two and a half sacks. It's nothing crazy. And last year, he had a career high in tackles with 16, but only a half sack. Two of his sacks came as a freshman way back when. But there are some intriguing factors that come in. First of all, he's one of the guys who is coming in with immediate opportunity to be a starter from day one. There's also potential for him to be a vocal leader on the defensive line, and potentially the same way Nessa Jade Silvera was. Jade Silvera only played one year with Arizona State as he was a senior grad transfer coming from Miami, Florida. Mallory could potentially be in the same, in the same kind of realm as that, as a transfer from a big-name program as a graduate senior who has some playtime experience. I think in an ideal world, Mallory is what Jade Silvera gave you. Now, keep in mind that Jade Silvera was a very, very productive player for the team, potentially going to be drafted to the NFL. That is not the expectation for Deshaun Mallory right now. It shouldn't be the expectation. What we should do is set the bar low and allow these guys to be able to blow away expectations, be very good players and whatnot. I'm hoping that Mallory can follow in the footsteps of Nesta Jade Silvera. If he does, that is a massive boon for this defensive line. That is a massive influx of juice, of talent, of leadership. That's the ideal spot, is being able to get your next Nesta Jade Silvera for this defensive line that's going to be going through a lot of changes. He is my number three player on my transfer list coming up. One more time, thank you guys for checking out Locked on Sun Devils. Make sure that you tune in to the Locked on College Basketball Podcast. Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court here from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. It's Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. My final two players on my incoming transfer list. Number two, Cameron Scadabo. Five foot ten, two hundred and twelve pound bowling ball, who is averaging eight yards a carry in his career with the Sac State Hornets. He also is a little bit of a pass catcher with forty three career receptions, just about eleven yards per catch, and four touchdowns. He has scored seventeen times in the last two years for the team. He's going to be coming in as a junior, 
So he's got some eligibility remaining, and I anticipate him to probably be the starter for this team. Arizona State has not so much made a living, but they have been very reliant on their run game the last several years. You know Benjamin, Rashad White, Ex uh, Valade. Goodness gracious, another another blank. As I was trying to think of that, this is another opportunity for Arizona State to have a young player come in to their program, provide a spark in the ground game, and hopefully be able to pick up where it left off. The good news here is that Scadabo is a proven guy. Like I said, he's averaging just about eight yards a carry. He's got over, we're just shy of 1,900 rushing yards the last two years. He's got just shy of 500 receiving yards the last two years. He has the aforementioned 17 touchdowns. He's productive. He's a bowling ball. He is hopefully the guy who's going to come in and be the starter for the team that is losing X Validay and is also losing Dan Nagata. The team does have Tevin White returning, a four-star running back. They also were able to bring in DeCarlos Brooks. So the team does have some depth on the, de or not the defensive line, in the running back position. But to me, Scadabo is undoubtedly the running back one right now until further notice. And he's going to be a player that I anticipate will have one of the bigger roles on this team for the 2023 season. Finally, my number one player. If you didn't see this coming, I don't really know what to tell you. It's Drew Pine. Drew Pine at quarterback was able to turn around Notre Dame's season. Notre Dame had started off the year one and two. They finished the year to end up being a nine and four team. They were able to really turn everything around, be a quality program. They finished the number 18 team in the, in the uh, final poll for the team. They were a much more improved team over the, not even the second half of the season, really just from the time that Drew Pine took over. They were a much improved team. 2,021 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, and six interceptions, two more scores on the ground. It's not the biggest guy in the world at 5'11", 198, but none of the quarterbacks on Arizona State are necessarily the biggest guys in the world. Uh, Trent Borgay is under six foot. Jacob Conover, I believe, is 6'1". Bottom line here with Drew Pine. He could, he, he has a shot to be the starting week one quarterback for the team. That's a big deal. That is not a slight at Conover. That's not a slight at Borgay. That is me simply saying that Drew Pine has the talent to be the day one starter. Drew Pine has the talent to step into a brand new offense under Kenny Dillingham and be a massive spark for the team and be able to get Arizona State really quality quarterback play. Maybe it's best quarterback play since the early Jaden Daniels era. So I think that it's going to be an open competition at quarterback more than likely. Borgay's not guaranteed anything. Pine's not guaranteed anything. It'll be really interesting to see how this positional battle ends up shaking up for the team. But I do look at Drew Pine, and I see a guy with a ton of potential to be 
like I said, the day one starter and potentially deliver some of the best quarterback play the team has had in several years. That's not to say this is a Heisman guy. That's not to say this is a first team all Pac-12 guy. But I do think that he could come in and end up being a really, really, really quality player for you. And right now, that's all you can ask for all the players coming into Arizona State is just to be quality. We don't need all Pac-12 guys. We don't need all Americans. Would we complain? Of course not. But we don't need them right now. Right now, what we need is guys who can come in, contribute, and show us that the Kenny Dillingham era will be off to a good start because we were able to bring in quality guys who can give us quality play. Drew Pine, to me, right now, I think it's too soon to tell. If I had to make a prediction right now, I think he is the day one starting quarterback for the team. Not a bad thing at all. In fact, that could be a very good thing considering just how effective he was at Notre Dame in the limited time because he didn't start the whole year. They had originally started with uh, Buckner, Tyler Buckner, or Travis Buckner. I can't remember. Excuse me. Very, very sorry, Mr. Buckner. But when Pine took over, it was a completely different team. Hopefully, we can recapture some of that magic here at Arizona State. That's going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. And follow me to stay in touch with that content on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrad36. You can find the podcast at LO underscore Sun Till next time, you can keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Levels.